Welcome to Dreaming Back to the Earth, a podcast dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. And by working our dreams in this way, we open ourselves to healing both personally and ecologically. My name is Mary Kay Casper, and I'm co-host with Katrina Dreamer of Dreaming Back to the Earth. Katrina is across the ocean uh, in Iceland for a couple of weeks. So in this episode, I would like to share some research and study that I've done in terms of discovering what type of dream work I feel most connected to and how that relates to dreaming back to the earth. For many years, I have been exploring various types of dream work, from shamanic to conscious dreaming, journeying, if it was my dream, imaginal dream work, and associative dream work. I've studied a great deal of theorists and models and have been deeply impacted and informed by those models. In recent years, I have had the opportunity to become connected to a type of dream work that is very powerful and really gets to the heart of the type of work that I'm really interested in. It's been amazing my own journey through that type of dream work that really steps into looking at the dream narrative as a place of opening to the deepest feelings of who I am and how I engage the world. As I began to do my own growing as a dreamer and awakening to the world around me, I began to understand and realize that there was something more for me around the dream work and how it really connected to my own practice and my own relationship to the landscape that I live in. And yet there still wasn't a title to the dream work that resonated with me. As a matter of fact, many of my colleagues that use the type of dream work style have various names for it, from archetypal to embodied. But none of those titles really kind of got to the heart of, for me of what I believe. And so I began to look at what was important for me around the dream work that I was researching and exploring and looking at. And what was fascinating to me was it was right in front of my eyes. It was right in front of me in terms of everything that I speak to around dreaming back to the earth. It's about bringing us back into relationship we are relational beings. We do not exist in isolation and cannot exist in isolation. We are nature made of nature. 
we are connected to all things around us. I cannot stand in front of you and observe you without being in relationship with you. There has to be some kind of connection. And the other part to that is that in me observing you, you are observing me. And I am in that observation or that noticing of other every moment of the day. Get that. Every single moment of the day, I am observing. We are noticing each other. Whether I am noticing another human being, noticing a plant, a tree, I am noticing the steering wheel that I am going to grab a hold of. I am in relationship with everything around me. We are deeply, deeply interwoven into the fabric of all life, as humans and as the earth. Our deepest physical and psychological makeup is in possession of that which is outside of us, as well as inside of us. We cannot exist without each other. The fact that environmentally, the diversity of animals and fauna that are being exterminated on this planet is going to affect our ability to survive and to flourish. There is scientific evidence for that. We relate to everything around us. Water, earth, air, fire. We cannot exist without being in relationship to those elements. Our food, the air that we breathe, the water that we take in that is in us, the fire that warms us, both inside and outside of our bodies. We weave, interplay, layer, absorb with all species and elements every second of the day. And even in our sleeping hours, we are still engaged on an energetic level with the universe. Some more obvious connections and others not. But we cannot disavow or we could. I mean, I think that's part of the issue here that, that we neglect, that we disconnect in some illusional way from everything that's around us as a way to think that we're going to survive, as a way to exploit or to gain power from. Recently, I heard on the podcast on being a writer speak to this issue of disconnection and borders. Um, Louis Alberto Urea, and he's done a lot of work around borders and barriers and walls and our disconnection and the importance of relationship and love. And he speaks to this notion that we drive to erect barriers and boundaries between us, and yet 
We long to be connected at our deepest self. The one thing that we need the most, we push away from ourselves. And we cannot, on a cosmic level, survive through this illusion of separation. Our ancient ancestors knew this on a very deep level. In their healing practices, the shamans would look at the whole picture, would take a system's point of view. They didn't need the theories for it. They knew on an intuitive level that our relationship to each other and to the landscape was critical for their survival and their wholeness. And so when they did their healing practices, they asked for guidance to engage the community and to engage the landscape for the healing of that individual. Through our domestication of the land and probably a lot of other reasons, we have forgotten the importance of this. We bring it back in finite ways through systems theory and family theory, but we're still not looking at the whole picture when we work with people to heal and to awaken to our soul self. Just think about it. Everything around us is relational. I mentioned the elements, our nourishment, our flourishment, our ability to thrive, our ability to be well physically, our ability to engage in conflict, and our ability to exploit, our wounds, our need for knowledge and love are all created and shaped and encouraged by our relationship to one another. Recently, I've been reading some really phenomenal research on building resilience in individuals who have been affected by developmental trauma. And by developmental trauma, I mean individuals who, from the age of birth, and probably before birth, to at least five years old, we are desperately, as humans, in need of connection with other. Whether it's mom and dad or community, extended family, having connection in terms of physical touch, verbal touch, spiritual touch, nourishment with food, water, and the elements is so key to the development of a healthy child. Without it, there will be a developmental delay. There will be or can be issues down the road, cognitive, emotional, physical issues. My wonder is, is it just with children? When I think about the number of adults that are absent from touch, 
that are absent from relational love or connection with others who live in isolation. I think now of our senior population of men and women who have lost their partners who are living alone. And the so desperate need to be connected that's not there yet can be encouraged by living in a senior center and engaging people in that way. Again, it comes back to how we are all in connection with each other. Think about it. You know, for those who have experienced depression, anger, worry, who have been ill and who have spent time outside or with others sharing what's going on with them or even being with someone that's listening, it's amazing the healing that can happen with that if done with some ethical and effective ways. I know for myself, when I am feeling out of sorts, I go for a walk or I spend time talking with someone, I notice a difference in me. I wake up in some ways and feel whole and alive. And I think this is what makes the case for me around finding a way to wholeness through our dreams. The dream title that I I realize is right there in front of me is relational. Relational dream work. Our dreams are a metaphor for the narrative of our lives connected to the universe. We are in relationship in our dreams to all aspects of life. Our dream opens us to the places we can observe those connections, whether connections that serve us or don't serve us. We live in a trauma culture, as my friend and colleague Bill St. Cyr speaks to, where we are constantly embattled by conflict, both personally community-wise, and environmentally. For some, the trauma happens all the time. And that trauma is a way of disconnecting us from each other and causes us to discover ways to survive that don't serve us. We learn and are conditioned by the trauma to respond to the world in unhealthy ways, whether through addictions or psychological issues or just relational issues like not being in relationship and isolating because you don't trust. 
Our dreams can show us this. They open us up to how we view the world and how the world views us. They allow us to engage in a narrative that touches at the root of what keeps us from being whole. Sometimes tenderly and sometimes with a kick in the butt, we are shown how we engage the world in our dreams. And then we get to make choices about what we want to do with that information. You see, the beauty of the dream is that it opens us up and not only offers us a glimpse of who we are, but also it offers the support through the various interactions of the characters in our dreams. And as a dream worker, I can ask with curiosity about that story. I can ask, what does this mean to you in this dream? What feelings does it bring up? Are there any associations to the interactions or the landscape that seem connected to your waking life? And for some, it even brings up memories of interactions and relationships and how an individual perceives themselves related to other. The dream is relational in nature. It is a reflection of our life in the waking world from a different perspective. I love how it's metaphoric in a way because if I dreamt my waking life and my dreaming life, I probably wouldn't see the essence of who I am because I'm so caught up in my waking world. It uses metaphor, mythology, symbolism to reflect back to me who I am. It gives me an opportunity to shapeshift, making me somebody else and teaching me what it's like to be other. It engages me with the environment, how I am with the animals in my dreams and how they are with me. What is my relationship to various elements, earth, air, fire, and water. What is fire in me and fire outside of me? Am I breathing the air or suffocating? How does the rain affect me in the volcano? A snowstorm that envelops me or the mist that I have to walk through to discover my true self. All elements of being in relationship and how I can look at the dream 
and experience that engagement as a way of opening up to who I am and learning how to engage the world in a healthier way, a way that feels whole. It gives me the chance to know love, to understand conflict, and to experience my own death and rebirth. How often do we get the chance to be in relationship with what it means to die, to let go of a part of ourselves, and to be birthed into something new, to be transformed? All of this happens in the dream. It awakens us and it nourishes us when we work it. How beautiful. How wondrous. So many of us do not know what wonder and awe and belonging is. Such key elements to being in relationship. Again, the dream brings us to the place of practicing what awe and wonder are again. It teaches us how to belong. And it heals those wounds that keep us from belonging. I know that to journey within the dream is to awaken to my soul self is to remembering who I am in the greater context of the universe. And in doing that comes with some responsibility to understand my role in the environmental crises we are in. How do I take care of myself? How do I take care of other? And how do I take care of the landscape around me? Relational dream work is about a theory and a practice of dream work. It is about opening to and understanding who we are in the world. It's about learning how to be in relationship to my body, my spirit, my soul, my community, and the earth. We are so influenced by each other, by everything that's around us. We struggle, and yet most of us have a deep desire for something more and know that it exists. To discover the beauty who we are and how intricately we are weaved among this web of life, we can step into the dream and understand its wisdom and take its wisdom and bring it back with us and practice it in the waking world. We can understand how we have become fragmented in this world of so much trauma. 
and we can find a path back and a practice that can keep us sane as we walk through this trauma culture. Relational dream work is a path guided to what is possible, wrapped in the essence of the narrative of the dream that brings us back to relationship with life. This was my first attempt at talking about what dream work means to me and the concept of relational dream work, which I am bringing to the world. I'm very excited about. It's also an opportunity to start talking about what's important, coming back to each other, finding community, finding ourselves, embodying ourselves, becoming whole again, and seeing the awe and wonder of everything around us, even in the difficulties of it, even in the conflicts of it. Because it isn't all just about love. There are hard times. There are challenges. And in those challenges, we can find possibility. And we can find possibility through our connections with each other. Thank you for listening. It's been great to be able to talk about how important this dream work is for me. As always, we would like to offer an exercise. The exercise that I have is kind of a different take than we've done before. What I'd like you to do is take a dream. Again, I would prefer that it's um, non-traumatic in some form, or at least that it's not one that will bring up negative feelings or thoughts. And... I would like you to read it to yourself several times. So you're going to have to write it down and read it several times. And let it come in your body. Let it sit there. And then I'd like you to take a piece of paper and I'd like you to map out the relationships in the dream that you have. And I'm not talking just about the relationships to the characters but to the landscape. So if it's a cityscape, what is the relationship to the pavement, your relationship to the buildings, your relationships to the lights on the street, your relationship to the people and the cars? If it's of a field, what are your relationship to the plants, the animals that might be in the dream. And then take some time after you map that out to wander through those relationships to see if there are any associations or feelings or memories that are evoked in you related to that particular exercise. And just be tender with yourself. Again, it's very important with dream work that if anything comes up that's really hard 
and painful that you're working with someone. I have found that really helpful in my life. We all have wounds that that come up when we do dream work. It's a very powerful modality of healing that will bring up difficult situations. And so it's very important to work with an individual and or get some support from someone that will be able to sit with you and listen and be able to uh, offer guidance in a way or resources if you need it, if you don't go to a practitioner. So I have loved being with you and sharing my thoughts. And it's only the first step. I'm sure there will be more. Um, this was my first try at talking about relational dream work for myself. I know there's more in there that wants to be shared as I explore this concept. This is Dreaming Back to the Earth, and I am Mary Kay Casper, and I look forward to another episode and for my co-host to be back, Katrina. I know she's having a really good time, and we thank you for listening to us. Many blessings.